Welcome back to The Ron Show. We're on the back half here, Friday, December 16, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts, on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. So uh, by my math, that means you've got like seven more shopping days, well, six more shopping days before Christmas Day. So get busy if you need to get busy. Uh, we are on, speaking of busy, with Atlanta City Council President Doug Shipman. Doug, thanks for giving us the time to talk to you today, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, uh, are are you done with your holiday shopping? Everything everything good? You ready to go? Are you have you even started, Doug? Come on, be honest. Well, I have a ten year old and an eight year old, both daughters. So uh-huh. it's right up to the day. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. It does not end until we are at game time. So uh, it has. It definitely has started, uh-huh. but it's continuing. Don't you love it? Like on the twenty third, when they tell you something that they didn't tell you months before. That's exactly right. The the list continues to evolve. It seems. Yeah, I just have cats, and they're pretty easy to please, so uh, I'm pretty grateful <laughs> on that part. All right, let's dive right into it. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, there have been so many things in the last few weeks that have unexpectedly occurred that uh, the city and its citizens are reeling from crime-wise, and I know you guys are reacting to uh, in as immediate a fashion as possible. Let's dive right into uh, some of the uh, the crime issues that we've uh seen splash the headlines the atlantic city uh uh, atlantic station shooting was uh, a shock but to those who are familiar with um to those who are familiar with youth activities you know in a city the size of atlanta knowing that you know idle hands can be the devil's tool what have you guys and listen understand that i've already talked to a couple of other city councilmen on this show about some ideas whether it be the curfew or the gun lock bans what else is being discussed to try and um try and solve this issue we know we have a gun problem uh in this country and in, in a city the size of atlanta we have a gun problem as well but what other things uh can be done to address uh you know this circumstance so I, the way that I think about this is that the safer your community is, uh, the stronger your community is, the safer your community is. And strong communities means you got to be investing in your youth programs during the summer. Mm-hmm. You've got to be investing in rec programs. You got to be working with your school system. And in addition to sort of making sure that youth have things to do, you also have to be very, very diligent and strong about gang activity mm-hmm. because we know that gangs are preying on our young people. They're recruiting them, they're bringing them into the fold, and that a lot of the violence that is occurring is occurring around gang activity. And I think that's, you know, in the Atlantic Station situation, we saw a bit of a combination of both. And so I think we've invested a lot over this year in a lot of the youth programming types of things, and we have invested in supporting APD. You know, there are three, if you talk to the Atlanta Police Department, there are three uh, real focus areas are guns, gangs, and drugs. And I think those are right. And so one is about trying to make sure that, that young people have things to do that are not bad. And the other is to try to, the organization that is really uh, entrapping a lot of our youth to go after them. And so I think on both sides of those, we've made investments, we've got to continue. It's a both and strategy. I was, when it comes to the, to, and just one other thing you mentioned, okay. uh, when it comes to the, the, the gun issue itself, I do think that, that we should explore lockboxes. And we've seen a county uh, outside of Atlanta giving away free um, trigger or trigger locks. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to continue to work with our state to say, hey, do we, you know, a very permissive gun policy, is that actually going to make us safer? We have a lot of guns floating around in Atlanta mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the violence we see are conflicts between people who know each other 
that instead of you know walking away or instead of just um, you know using their hands to fight, they're now pulling out guns and shooting each other. And so the prevalence of guns absolutely is one of the issues here. So does the APD do data, or is any is there anybody collecting data on where the guns are actually coming from? Yes. So there's a there's a couple of key sources. We know that guns stolen from cars is a big source of weapons ending up uh, in use for criminal activity. So number one thing that citizens can do is do not leave your guns in your cars. Mm -hmm. We know that a lot of car break-ins now are targeting trying to find weapons. Mm. So that's one. And then two is that we have you know folks who will basically, because of our very permissive gun laws, they will go and buy 10 handguns, 15 handguns, 20 handguns, and in essence, they are supplying those handguns to gangs and other sort of organized crime, uh, you know, syndicates. And so because Georgia is so easy mm-hmm. to, to buy a gun without any restrictions. And so really those two sources are big ones for what we're seeing as far as the, the kinds of weapons committing crimes. I have to say, uh, when uh, Mayor Dickens uh, spoke the other day, uh, uh, I, I, the, the day that he announced the arrest of the uh, the Buckhead, uh, the alleged Buckhead stabber, mm-hmm. uh, he mentioned all of the things that the city does uh, in the warm weather months to keep young people occupied. And I, I, I remember I'm struck because he sort of exasperatingly said, I guess we have to do this in the fall and winter now, too. Um I was a little surprised, first of all, at the long list of things that the city already does, but also, I guess, mm-hmm. a little surprised that, you know, we, we have to look at the calendar and go, no, this is a 12-month situation. And so now we're looking for, for other things to kind of fill the gaps. Because school isn't it, and vacation, you know, winter vacations are obviously an opportunity to, to do things, and on the weekends as well. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, I think I think that we... Um, we do have to work with our school system uh, and we do have to say, when are there going to be breaks? When do we, you know, when do we sort of see those areas in which we see, need to try to fill in as mm-hmm. a community? Mm-hmm. And look, if you think about as a family, right, if you've got kids who are in school, when you know you got a holiday break, what are you doing? You're looking for camps, you're looking for trips, you're looking for visiting grandma, you know, for whatever, right, mm-hmm. to keep your kids busy. And so I think as a community, we've got to offer those things for all residents and we got to offer those things for residents who may not have as much economic means as well. So mm-hmm. free programs and programs that are right in neighborhoods. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think thinking about this not only as a summer kind of initiative, but a, but a 12 month initiative is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I also think that there's a real combination here between the city school system and our state um, Department of Child, Child and Welfare Services. If we start to see a kid fall through the cracks, we start to see a kid, you know, starting to make moves in the wrong direction, all three of those entities have a role to say, hey, let's make sure and try to try to intervene and try to surround this kid um, and their family with services so that they don't take the next step, the next step, the next step, and really end up off the tracks. You mentioned uh, child welfare, you know, Department of uh, Family Child Welfare Service, yep. DFACS. They are uh, a stretched thin to the bone organization. And I they, I only know this because uh, my, my former sister-in-law was uh, adopting a child, a, a, you know, exceptional needs child. And, uh, you know, it was all she could do. To, to, to get someone on the phone, let alone return a call or it's it's and I understand it's probably that way with the APD as well. Um, what what can be done to, to, to aid these organizations? Because, again, they seem to be stretched thin. So do we right. need to go to the state and say, hey, you guys are sitting on yes. a few billion dollars. Can we get a little something here to, to help out? That's exact. That's exactly right. I think the state the state 
thankfully talks a lot about public safety, but these are the kinds of areas where the state can be helpful. We have a big surplus at the state, investing in defects, investing in mental health services, investing in youth programs, frankly, investing in workforce housing and affordable housing, right? right? Those kinds of investments, again, build stronger communities. And I think that they are investments in public safety in a broad sense, and the state can be very helpful. Yes, exactly to your point. An investment in, in Department of Child and Welfare Services at the state level will likely have a very positive impact on public safety in Atlanta. And that's where we need to find those those areas where the state can help. And I feel like working working towards that end, uh, let's pivot to the, the, the Buckhead cityhood situation. We, we just had mm-hmm. a, a, an awful stabbing last weekend, and that seemed to have revived uh, what we thought I I presumed was a dormant Buckhead City movement, but you know, leave no tragedy un, un, unoccupied for an opportunity to, to turn that into a, a political movement again. I, I was sort of disgusted by how quickly uh, they started to capitalize on that again by fundraising, let alone hitting social media. But is the Buckhead City movement uh, still something that is on your radar? So I was actually in Buckhead with a group of community folks uh, this week. Uh, and I would say a, a few things. Obviously, the the uh, the murder of the seven seven year old on Waste Waste Paces Ferry is a horrible, horrible tragedy, yeah. and it's the kind of thing that that you know we never want to see ever happen in our communities. Mm-hmm. We were able to catch the suspect with the community's help and with the help of cameras within thirty six hours which I think is a very good sign as to, you know, the closure rate of murders in Atlanta is way up year over year. We're actually catching people who have been doing these things. Right. And so that's a good thing because it's both can be a deterrent. Hey, if you do this, you're going to get caught. Yeah. But also it shows that that system is working. The, the, the stats will show you that in Buckhead, crime is actually down year over year, mm-hmm. but the perception of crime, I think, still is very, very fraught. People don't feel safe. And so I think we have to continue to work to make people safe. How do we do that? It's making sure that we have proactive community policing to make sure that we have programs that are happening, make sure that we have basic city services, right? Just the basic blocking and tackling of the city so that you know people feel good about being out and about because the more that people are walking down the sidewalk and eating outside and shopping, the safer an overall community is. We know that. Mm-hmm. From a cityhood perspective, um, yes, it is still a topic that that is discussed. It's still a topic that I talk about. Uh, fundamentally, I think that uh, most folks in Buckhead know that Buckhead City would not make Buckhead safer. Right. Buckhead City. Buckhead City would not uh, necessarily make Atlanta better. Absolutely. And it would also. It would also, from a state level, it would wreck the state's finances. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think that that most folks that I talk to in Buckhead, the questions they ask me are not around Buckhead City. The questions they ask me are, tell me what. Tell me what we're doing about public safety. Tell me what we're doing about city services. Mm-hmm. Tell me what we're doing about investments. That's what they want to know. They want to make sure that the city is continuing to try to get better and is continuing to try to invest. Um, and that's that's really what you know what I'm focused on is to make sure that we are doing the investments to make the city work better. And I would you know I would simply say, you know, Buckhead faces challenges, no question, but other parts of the city also face challenges. The the kinds of that we have seen tragic crimes happen in various parts of the city. You know, Manuel's Tavern. There was a gentleman who 
who confronted somebody who was breaking into cars who was shot and killed. Mm. You know, that would happen about two and a half months ago in the back parking lot of manuals. Mm. So we have to, we, we have a challenge that is a national challenge, which is that we have these very, very tragic um, violent crime situations that happen. And we have to continue every day to try to work on those across the whole city. And I know the mayor uh, has been real forceful in talking about, you know, businesses and citizens, you know, tying their security cameras to, right. you know, City Connect. Is there is there any way for a for a business like a small business or a Manuel's Tavern even, you know, to turn to the city and say, I'd like to do that, but I don't have the capital right now to put a security camera up that handles my entire lot. Yeah, so so just for for listeners, there's uh, there's a program that has over ten thousand cameras across the city connected. There are two ways to connect your camera, even if you're just you know your do- your door ring uh, kind of device. One is to say I'm going to sign up and put a, an additional device onto my camera, and APD can tap into it anytime live. So mm-hmm. if something happens on my street, they can call up my camera and look. The second is I can simply let them know I have a camera. I don't connect it to the system. But if something happens on my street, they know I have a camera, they can call me and say, hey, can you give us access to the footage from this time frame as a way to try to solve a crime? We've got 10,000 cameras uh, hooked up. That's been a very big growth of cameras this year. Mm-hmm. We have discussed both with APD and on city council providing help for small businesses, whether they be restaurants or gas stations or other kinds of places that may be very, very strategic. Um, in helping them with capital around those cameras, that is possible. So if a small business um, really believes that it would be helpful, they can contact my office, dshipman at atlantaga.gov, or they can contact um, APD and raise their hand and say, we'd really like to participate, but we just don't have the capital to do it. And we continue to build out that system, and it is very, very helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. It has been strategic in solving a number of crimes this year. That's good to know. All right, I've got to take a quick break. We're on with Doug Chipman, Atlanta City Council President, on The Ron Show, back after this. Incidentally, for those who don't know, my full-time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right into the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at ronontheal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, oh, that means the market's going to go south. Mm, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, 18 years, that's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called Yeah by Usher, Little John, and Ludacris? Yeah. <laughs> Not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note, with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for 2.5 million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. 
it really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. Hit me up, Ron at RonOnTheReal.com, 843-283-0078, Georgia MLS 396-720.